0: Uh, I'll tell you what, you know, even the songs, everything went with my sermon, and she practically gave the whole, even, even, it was just like, total, I've, I mean, not, it's totally different, but, but the points were all brought up, and when we were singing that song of, uh, you know, we're kings, and we shall reign with him, and I went, Okay, I'm gonna go up there and say no, we already do, and you did it. <laughs> and that's something you gotta remember. We already do. We now we already do, and that's part of my sermon notes. You are reigning with him right now. You're ruling and you're reigning with him if you're born again. You absolutely are. Okay, we're okay. Let's just go to Colossians and you know. Okay, there's prayers that we say, you know, Ephesians, I, well, we always tell you, say Ephesians 1, you know, 16 through 23, and then uh, Ephesians 3, 14 to the end of the chapter, and, and then Colossians, and tonight we're going to say that Colossians prayer. Okay, and it is a prayer, and these should be said every single day. And if you say this, you'll start to you'll start to get revelation knowledge. Yeah, Who you are. Right. So and then, you know, a few years back, Tina told us that if you want to find uh, you know, Colossians, you have to say, go eat popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> go as Galatians, eat as Ephesians, P is Philippians. Yeah. And C is Colossians. (laughs) Go eat popcorn. popcorn. I used to say General Electric Power Company. That's old-fashioned. Do they even exist? (laughs) Okay, Colossians 1, King James, um, verse 9. And we're just going to say it as a prayer. And so, Father, in the name of Jesus, we say for this cause, we say your word. For this cause, for the cause of Christ... We also, since the day we heard it, we do not cease to pray for the, fa- the body of Christ and all the family that are born again, and to desire that we might be filled with the knowledge of your will, God, in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, and that we would walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing. In other words, everything we do pleases him. And be fruitful in every good work. Now, I just want to say something right there. You can do all kinds of good works, and, and if they're not fruitful, they're a waste of time. I don't care how many clothes you give to the poor, and, the, and if you never got anybody born again or set free from something, it was kind of a waste of time. Do you see what I'm talking about? Okay. an increase in the knowledge of God. Okay, verse 11 strengthened with all might that's that word might there is dunamis dynamite power it actually means that in the greek according to his glorious power we're strengthened with that same power unto all patience and long (laughs) suffering with joyfulness (laughs) we got to do it with joyfulness Giving thanks unto the father, which is, see, giving thanks for all the other blessings yeah. he's given us. Like she said, you can be distracted and complain about all those other things, but give him thanks for what you got. Giving thanks to the father, which has made us, What says meat, but to be able. And that means, meet means able, made us able. He's made us able. To be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in light. Now, notice it's the saints in light. It's not the saints that are in darkness. Right. <laughs> That's big right there. Yeah. Who has past tense? This is past tense. Who has half is past tense? Delivered us from the power of darkness and translated us. Do, 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 do. <laughs> into the kingdom of his dear son from darkness going through a tunnel Sherry drew it once <laughs> you still have it <laughs> into light into into the <clears throat> excuse me <clears throat> into the kingdom of his dear son that is the kingdom of God Amen. okay so you know that's where I want in whom we have redemption i'll read this one Through his blood and even the forgiveness of sins. Okay, and say that. That's a prayer, actually. So, when you're born again, you're going, here's this, you're in this black place. And you go through this tunnel thing, pretend like, you know, like on a conveyor conveyor belt. (laughs) And you go to the kingdom of light. And that, that's what you gotta, you gotta realize that. Thank you. Uh, now, that, that kingdom of light is the kingdom of God. And it's honestly the kingdom of heaven. We're walking in the kingdom of heaven on the earth. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, which is the earth, I will fear no evil. Okay, so we're ambassadors for Christ. Flip, now, you, I don't, you don't have to put this up, but Philippians 3.20 says, we're citizens of the state, the homeland, which is in heaven. When you're born again, immediately, just think you're a citizen of heaven. People don't know this, and it's so important to know this stuff. Now, kingdom, D-O-M, means a king who has dominion over a territory. And she, and she said it. That's right. We have been, well, let's prove it. I'm going to prove it by scripture. Go to Revelation 5.10 in the Amplified. In the King James, it says it too, pretty good. And it says, we have been made unto our God. You have made them a kingdom, a royal race, and priests to our God, and they shall reign as kings over the earth. In fact, right now, there's other translations says right now, we are ruling and reigning as kings and priests unto our God over the earth. But half the Christians don't know this and are not doing it. See, the dome part means dominion, a king with dominion, and we are to take that dominion over the earth. Oh, God causes all things. See, that's, that's the, everybody thinks that. And he doesn't, he doesn't cause the bad stuff. And and if the bad stuff's occurring, it's because nobody knows that they're supposed to take their dominion. But you know, right? We keep emphasizing. Okay. So where is the kingdom of God? If you're born again, it's inside of us. That's right. Now, how does that kingdom of God operate by sowing and reaping? And it's with the words of our mouth. (laughs) Yeah, we're on the word thing again. And so, see, the kingdom of God in you can be a production center of source. It's your born-again spirit. Okay, go to, uh, would you put up, oh, I should have given you a slip, uh, Ma- Mark 4, 11 through 13. Come on. In fact, put it up in the King James, and then we're going to put it up in the Amplified. Okay. I'm just wondering. Okay, this is the King James. He said it, he said unto them, unto you is given to know the mysteries if you're born again. Of the kingdom of God, but unto them that are without, all these things are done in parables. People don't understand. Okay, go ahead. 11 through 14. That seeing they may see and not perceive, and hearing they may hear and not understand. Lest at any time they should be converted and their sins should be forgiven them. In other words, if they could see and hear, they could have their sins forgiven. Okay, 13. And he said to them, Know ye not this parable? How then are you going to know any of the parables? One more, 14. The sower sows the word. Okay, now go to the Amplified on that, 11 through 14. And he said to them, "I can't tell you how many things you were. You were. were, That was the spirit of God. (laughs) It was very okay." And he said to them, "To you has been entrusted the mystery of the kingdom of God. That is the secret counsel. Because you're born again, you can get it. The secret counsels of God, which are hidden from the ungodly, they're hidden." They're literally hidden. that's why I want to tell you something. you can't just say well I think I'm going to make uh, I think I'm gonna make being a, a, a preacher uh, my career so I can make money or whatever no, it, gonna yeah, it isn't going to work that way if you're not born again and see that's another thing if they're not born again the anointing is not there and you they don't even understand. they're using head knowledge and not heart knowledge for this stuff. And see, that's a difference. The anointing doesn't come on. Okay, so that is the secret counsels of God which are hidden from the ungodly. But for those outside of our circle, everything becomes a parable. In order that they may indeed look and look, but not see and perceive, and they may hear and hear, but not grasp and comprehend, lest haply they should turn again, and it, their willful, now there it is, willful rejection of the truth should be forgiven them. Somebody uh, called me up once, and they were doing a Bible study, and um, the one lady that was doing it, she was starting to come to this church, and then she says, Uh, This lady is from, and not a spirit-filled church, but that that was all right, I mean, you know. But she she asked me, "How? well, why would God be so mean to do that? Did you see that? It's willful. willful. They they don't want it. They may have had the chance, but they don't want it. Willful rejection of the truth should be forgiven them. And I showed her, showed her that, and some other, there's other scriptures with that too. Okay, go ahead. And he said to them, do you not discern and understand this parable? How then is it possible for you to discern and understand all the parables? Because if you're not going to understand this, the sower sows the word. Okay, we sow the word. Okay, so... See, and so if you don't, I'm going to go over this again. If you don't get this parable, you're not going to understand about the kingdom of God. Because this one lays the groundwork for all the parables. Yeah. And and we're actually talking about the, you know, um, this whole thing is in Luke 8. Yeah. And it's also in Matthew 13. Yeah. If you want to look at it, about the so or so's the word, and each one gives a different view of it, and so you kind of learn better what what it all is about. And it's funny because you, <laughs> those distractions and everything—that was that was—that's all part of this. <laughs> I was just laughing. I thought, just give the whole thing. <laughs> It's like when Stephanie I thought well nuts to it if I don't known she was gonna <laughs> I should have just relaxed on Saturday <laughs> not study no. no I love studying anyway okay so Jesus is talking specifically about sowing the word of God but you could say the sower sows words okay and if you hear the word of God but you don't understand that, then Satan is capable of coming in and stealing it. Also, when you don't act or apply the word of God to a situation, Satan will steal it from you in that area too. See, I mean, okay, so that's, you come to church and you say, oh, well, you know, well I've made my way to church. I'm just going to sit here and sleep. I'm going to sit here and just not paying attention you know that's willful rejection of truth because i'm telling you we give truth here and you know that it, we try to explain things okay james 1 says you've got to be a doer of the word not just a hearer or you become as a christian you start to become deceived you, you become deceived because you don't apply the word of God when, when something happens. That's so important. Oh, See, so where yeah. was the word sown? It was sown into our spirit or our heart, yeah. right? Yeah. Okay, so now put up 16 and 17. Glory to God. See, and, and our hearts can be hard. Uh-huh. And that hardness of heart is like... Uh, soil maybe that maybe it had rained on the soil like a farmer it has a lot to do with farming and and the ground (laughs) I mean a ground could be maybe it didn't rain for years and years and years and nobody irrigated or wetted it down and and it is hard as a brick and that's how the soil of our heart can get and even especially if we heard the gospel and then let it go Okay, 16 and 17. Yeah. Um, and in the same way, the one sown on stony ground, now here's some stony ground. Right Sometimes you go, you know, and you see all these big stones and rocks in the in the farmland yeah. are those who when they hear the word, you're hearing the word, and once they receive and accept it, a welcome it with joy. Now just think, oh, gee, isn't this good? I welcomed it with joy. Go ahead. <laughs> Come on. Come on. And they have no real root in themselves, and so they endure for a little while. Yep. And then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, and that you know what, you you know how it can happen on account of the word, you could get offended by what I'm saying. Yeah. I you could get offended by, but just because I'm reading the word and it and you think, Oh, I'm doing that. Well that offends me. Well <laughs> it just corrects the word will correct and it. it's not it's not you know, you you could get mad at me, but it's not me, it's the word. So, but people do that. Yeah. So then when trouble or persecution arises on account of the word, they immediately are offended, off <laughs> They fell off. <laughs> Being dis- becoming displeased, indignant, and resentful. Whoa! <laughs> and they stumble and fall away. So here the people heard the word, and they went, oh, wow, isn't this good? <laughs> and and maybe even they, they walked in it for a while. And, and um, they may have even applied it in light affliction. Like light affliction, I mean, like uh, uh, pressures in life. Could be that gas went up to $5 a gallon. <laughs> or uh, let's say... Uh, a loaf of bread went up to 7 <laughs> um, Practically, the kind I buy it is. <laughs> and uh, eggs are $10. Now, don't you get any ideas there, Veronica? <laughs> and $20 a pound for hamburger. <laughs> or it could be sickness and disease. Like you said, pain. Oh, this hurts. Or, you know, it is... Or family separation. Yeah. You know, stuff can happen. Yeah. Um, but then it can become even heavier yeah. and turned into persecution. Uh-huh. Yeah. Even by brothers and sisters in Christ. That's That's the truth. And even uh, when there's correction with love, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And with all of this... Okay. And when, when you start to reject that, it causes much pain. Okay. So now Jesus said immediately they're offended and they thought God would change the prices for them. You know what? That, that whole deal, even now, right now we might be facing all that. And you know what? You, You don't, don't, expect him to change the prices. Expect him to increase you and take care of all your needs because he will. When you think prosperity, when you think prosperously and abundant wise, he does. So you go, you know, everybody's complaining about this and I'm thinking, wow, we got it. We still, I got it made. <laughs> See, but he, he he will supply your need, and especially if you tithe and give generously. And this is that's that's where you got to believe God and use your faith. Say, oh yes, Proverbs three says, "I trust in the Lord with all my heart." Oh man, I can't give because <laughs> I might not have enough money. See, you really got to trust the Lord. Honestly, got to trust the Lord with all your heart, yep. and don't lean to your own understanding, because it's fleshy. Yeah. Right. Right. That's right. Sure, then you say, in all my ways, I acknowledge you, God, and you will direct my path, and he will direct it, yep. but see, do you under, do you, well, you don't understand, see, and that's when you've got to believe God, and you've got to have faith, right. yep. and you have faith is trusting God, he entrusting trusting his word, and that's, that's why we're talking about our words, because every time we speak, Come on. we either sow God's words yeah. or the devil's words. That's true. Yes. You Amen. That's true. Isn't that something? That's true. Yeah. I mean, there's no yeah. in-between. You yeah. sow God's or the devil's. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's, it's important to notice why the afflictions And the persecutions arise because maybe we didn't even realize it. We may have complained about something. We may have even gossiped about somebody or something like that and forgot it. And then, or didn't repent. And I, oh, man, that repentance. So God will take your repentance in a moment. Oh, he has mercy on people. I was telling somebody today, who was it? I don't know. Uh, Ted Bundy, oh yeah, it was <laughs> Stephanie. Now, Ted Stark Bundy weather. was, well, well, yeah, well, well, Ted Bundy though raped and murdered and tortured 25 women, cut their bodies up, put them in a freezer. They caught him finally, and that was worse than Starkweather. And he, and they caught him, but he got born again and spirit-filled in prison. And see, and then you know, I think about there's I came from a little town, six hundred people, and there was these nice people, but they never ever they never went to any church in my little town. There was mostly Catholic and Lutheran, and um, might have been a couple of others, but they never went to any church, and they were millionaires, and they gave the library, they helped with the swimming pool and at the park and helped build buildings and did all this stuff, but never, ever received Jesus as their Lord and Savior. They may have, I can't judge that, but somebody like that could actually go to hell. And yet, this guy who raped, murdered, tortured, (laughs) went to heaven because of repentance. So when you do something wrong immediately and you get, just don't let it hang. Say, God, forgive me. You know, if you confess your sins, he's after you've been born again. He, all the sins before you were born again are forgiven. But then from then on, if you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you. And cleanse you. And use the mercy of God and sometimes... People can feel so guilty about something that they don't even confess or, or say it. Do it, though. Just pull your bootstraps up. And <laughs> and even if it's somebody and they still are being mean to you or rejecting you, just start praying for them. Say the love confession over there. You know what? You feel so much. <laughs> yes, it works. <laughs> so it's important to notice why afflictions and see persecutions arise well how come this is happening to me think back it's important to notice think back for the word of god's sake it's the devil wants to do it to you because he doesn't want that word to grow in you See, it's for the word of God's sake. That's why persecution and affliction come. It's not, and it's not, you know, really. Well, you don't grow, but He wants to get the whole word out of you, That's right. and He wants you to give up on it. I, I mean, I've actually had people say, "I'm not going to go to church because every time I do, then I get uh, uh, something something bad happens." <laughs> and they say, and I think. Isn't that crazy? Okay, can can please? Okay, Uh, eighteen through twenty verses. Eighteen through twenty. This is Mark four. Yeah. So it says, "And the ones sown among the thorns are others who hear the word." Okay, go ahead. Then the cares and anxieties of the world and the distractions of the age. <laughs> I'm glad you did that. I probably would have fallen down. <laughs> and the pleasure and the delight. Uh-huh. And the false glamour. And the deceitfulness of riches. And the craving and passionate desire for other things creep in and choke, and suffocate the word, and it becomes fruitless. But those sown on the good, well-adapted soil, are the ones who hear the word, and they receive it, and they accept it, and they welcome it, and they bear fruit, and some 30 times as much as was sown, some 60 times as much, and some even a 100 times as much. Okay, so you, do you see there are three three types. And then this fourth one, which makes one fourth, one fourth, one fourth, and that makes a whole, right? One. Okay, so three fourths of the people aren't going to make it. That's right. That's right. Even Dr. Randy said that. And if they continue on that, unless they repent. And that's why we need to get that out and get a hunger in people and pray for people. Pray for people too. See, just walk in love. We got to walk in love. I don't care how much somebody maybe has complained or they're always getting in trouble or something's always happening to them. And you go, brother, they're just kooky and don't. I've heard that. Don't, don't do that. Love them. Love them all. Try to help them grow out of that. You don't know what happened to them. That's right. That's right. You know what? You it, It's like, okay, when the word was sown, there may have already been some thorns there and they choked the word you had. Yeah. Right. Well, okay, well, I'll expo- I don't know if I'll get to that, but okay. Well, so, okay, it's kind of like you're planting your field, though. And those, um, those thorns are in the soil of your heart, yeah. you see. But your words are the seeds that you're sowing. Yeah. Do you see what I mean? Even when good seeds are planted there, because there's so many thorns, some people have to get rid of It takes them longer. Do you see what I mean? Be patient with people. Not everybody is a robot. I mean, I've heard that. Well, gosh, it didn't take me that long. Well, big deal, conceited person. (laughs) Prideful. Hey, maybe you didn't go through the hell that they went through in their past. You know what I mean? (laughs) So... See that, but but when you realize that you know that there's thorns in you, you may have to do some thorn pulling. Just like if you were going to plant your field, you'd want to get rid of thorns or those vine things that choke all the plants, and you know what I mean, and the weeds and and all that stuff. Um, see, if the thorns in your heart choke out the word of God. For example, and this is, seems like to be a hugey with the body of Christ, prosperity. Yes, it is. Then admit it and quit it. No, I like to say that because it right. <laughs> admit it and get rid of it. the thorns. Start looking into here the huge blessings of God. Man, he oh my gosh, he wants to bless us like Abraham was blessed. He really does. He, does. he really, really does. You hear, you and it's not hear. a bad thing, yeah. you know. I mean, it's a good thing yeah. when your heart's right because you'll yeah. spread it out. Yeah. yeah. So okay. So admit those thorns. Okay. Well, we'll, we'll go over what could it, that could be? Unforgiveness. Okay, yeah. um, I don't know what, what were some of the things. Unforgiveness is huge, though. That, that's one that, and remember, you forgive as an act of your will, in obedience to the word, by faith. And you say, well, I just have, I mean, they're keeping doing this thing to me, and, I, and I, that doesn't make any difference. You do it by faith, in obedience to the word. God, I forgive that person as an act of my will, in faith. And I'm going to say the love confession over them and, yeah. and say only good things about them. And that will start to get rid of, of we do not go, faith doesn't go by feelings, That's right? Because right. right? people will say, it took me five years to forgive somebody. No, just because you're going by feelings. Just forget that. You don't go by feelings then pump yourself up. You can pump yourself up and love and until to the point where you see that person and you love them just because God made it so you you just like you can pump yourself up and say, hey I do need to be prosperous. And do you see you keep doing it and doing it. You just keep pumping yourself full of the word for that situation. And pretty soon you go, wow, I don't even have those feelings. God will take care of it. I mean, I've experienced it both both ways. Oh, wow. It's, yeah. So, and and so now when it comes to prosperity, get rid of, of the, it's not God's will for me to prosper. Meditate on God's word, whatever area, if it's, if it's forgiveness or love or whatever, whatever it is. Um, and maybe, maybe um, if you meditate on like prosperity, maybe it's in a, in an area where you have a need and you have to get rid of wrong thinking. Yeah. Exactly. yeah, yeah. Wrong thinking. thinking. Or you constantly maybe worry about everything unnecessarily and uh, that everything's not perfect in your life or, or it's not quite right. I mean, and sometimes we do that and it causes anxiety. Causes uh, maybe, maybe it causes anxiety because it's things aren't right in your family. Things aren't right with your job. Things are right with your body. Things are right with your finances. And see, we can worry, 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 worry. And it, and that causes the lack of peace. And it can actually make you sick, actually. It's the hot. You know, even when I was in nurse's training, way back in, I graduated in 62, but they actually said, in our books, they said that one of the biggest causes of high blood pressure and heart trouble was uh, yeah. uh, unforgiveness. Yeah. Wow, <laughs> come on. <laughs> wow, that's a big one. Yeah. Huge. <laughs> and I was surprised because, you know, they, they usually don't do that, but they, they said it. I don't know about you other ones if you did. Of course, I went to Creighton University, so that was probably. Anyway, so, uh, yeah, or see, maybe you were bullied when you were young. And there's unforgiveness, but see, you've got to you've got to think back. Or if you bring up their name, and then you just just think you think about them in a wrong way, you may still need to forgive them. You can, you have to forgive people who are dead sometimes. See, and even when you dislike yourself, or or you can be self-absorbed in yourself. And you, you never notice that other people need help. You don't. You never give them mercy because, well, I got out of this. Look at me. That's pride. And that's the devil's name. Like Jesus' name is love, Satan's name is pride. Or uh, are, are you're never compassionate. Or say, well, I'm just bringing this stuff out because we all need to check ourselves on this stuff. What if it was you in that situation? Be compassionate. Have mercy on people. Uh, you know, or sometimes <clears throat> you you give off, and, and I'm going to call it the aura. I don't know how to even... Uh, uh, and you re- and realize the very thing you worry about is a form of fear. It's a form of fear in you. Or the very thing that you think about is, you know, that it's it's a form of fear. And you know why? In Job 3.25, and it says, The very thing I feared came upon me. Job said that. He said, The very thing I feared... People will start, well, I'm afraid I'm going to do this, I'm afraid of this, I'm afraid of that, I'm afraid and you keep talking about it. And actually it'll come it, it gets bigger and bigger in you as you talk about it. That's another thing. You have that's the words of your mouth because you're sowing seeds to make it more fearful. This is huge. The whole kingdom of God operates this way. Yeah. The sower sows the word. Yeah. See, but it's heart soil, but it's also words. Yeah. So see, or, or you're distracted with keeping up with the Joneses, uh-huh. Uh-huh. or it's all sports, uh-huh. you know, become your God, even when you're a Christian, or you're more absorbed into the intellectual realm, Than being led by the Spirit. (laughs) So, see, we we have to notice if we need to dig up some thorns or we need to pull some weeds or we need to lift some stones of offense, (laughs) lift some stones of bitterness, unforgiveness, can be jealousy or envy, pride, uh, all these things. So now I'm going to get into the seeds. I know this, I'll finish this up on Sunday. So, But anyway, so whether you sow right seeds or wrong seeds, and how do you sow the seeds? Words of your mouth, but the soil is in your heart. Okay. The principle, whether you sow right seeds or wrong seeds, the principle of sowing and reaping will produce in your life. It will. Um, so Matthew 13, and you can put this one up because we were into, yeah, 1323. We're not going to go through all. Okay, so now see the sower sows the word is also in Matthew 13. It is also in Luke 8. Luke eight yeah. And they all, like I said, have to, I, I would say, read it. read, read that because the, they're all a little bit different, and it helps you understand it. As for what was sown on good soil, this is he who hears the word, grasps and comprehends it. He indeed bears fruit and yields in one case a hundred times as much as was sown. And, th- and in this one, they put the 100 times as much first. I like that. <laughs> or 60 times as much, or 30. And that's okay. Then, I mean, if you got 30, be happy you got 30. <laughs> Let's increase it to 60. <laughs> <You know. laughs> okay, or in 100. you yeah, So, see why Why did only one planting, maybe of a sermon or a teaching, survive and bring forth fruit? Because his soil was prepared. There was no weeds. There was no thorns. There was no rocks. And so that person got it better. They got it better. And Really, Jesus said the soil that these words are sown into is the heart or your human spirit. Exactly. Yeah. And I know all of you know that we are you know, we have a spirit. <laughs> we are a spirit beings, right? We have a soul and we and what is your soul? Your mind, will, and emotions, and it has to be renewed with the word of God when you get born again. Reprogrammed like a computer. And this is our body, our tent that gives us the right to, the authority to walk on the earth. That's huge too. Satan's looking for a body to use, and so is Jesus. Jesus is looking for one too. But so, uh, so our hearts are the production centers. But it's the soil in her heart that produces what you plant. So, the sower sows the seed of the word of God. In other words, you're a sower. I'm a sower, you're a sower. And you sow God's word into your heart by speaking his word out loud. Out loud. Out loud. If you don't say it out loud, you know... Hey, we had Michael Jacobs. We have somebody else. Ike Ekebogo did that too. Yeah, he, did. he said, okay, well, I'm going to speak who I am in Christ. Do you hear anything? Yeah. <laughs> Is this thing going? <laughs> see what I mean? Out loud. Your spirit man wants to pick it up. Amen. It, it, see, your inner ear picks it up. and goes straight down in your heart. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you sow seeds. It's the words you speak into the soil of your heart, into your spirit man. And, either, and every time you speak, you're speaking God's words or Satan's words. And maybe, maybe you aren't quoting the word, but your words might be positive. Like, isn't that cat cute? <laughs> it's because we have a cat. <laughs> and and, and you, you speak them, though, in front, I mean, it's like those kind of words. They're not, they're not evil, you know. I'd like to murder that cat or cut their <laughs> heads off and torture them. Ooh, we kill them, no. <laughs> no, But I mean, those are evil words. Do you see what I mean? It isn't always the word of God, and so see. Oh, I, I, you're getting me, aren't you? So, and, and you would speak them in front of God if he were visible. You would. I mean, you wouldn't feel bad about saying something like that because he He, uh, he created yes, he things. And whatever you would speak in front of God, if he were visible, <laughs> which he's living right in you, <laughs> but you don't think about that sometimes. <laughs> He, and so just, just know that. He hears you. He hears it all. <laughs> so whether good or bad, each word is going to produce after its kind. Okay, so, so there, uh, uh, Randy, if you would, um, if you would sow, you know, you want to you know, sow maybe soybeans or corn. And uh, instead you say, well, you know, I want soybeans or corn, and I'm going to speak to the soil, but you take cucumber seeds. (laughs) Do you see what I mean? But it's through your words. Your words are that way. If you want something good, then sow good words. And I'm talking all the time. Okay, because whether they're good or bad, it will produce after its kind. And just because you desired it, and you might have even, you know, we're talking about calling things in. I call these seeds to turn into soybeans. (laughs) I call these seeds. It won't work. (laughs) See, so you you are actually, though, conceiving the words you speak into your born-again spirit and then it affects the soul, the mind, the will, and the emotions. And how emotional you are, or how... <laughs> what kind of decisions you make in your will, you know, what you will, and all that stuff. Okay, so I'm going to quit pretty quick here. But just even remember that when you're talking tomorrow. Talking when you get out of here. So... So conceiving in the spirit is like planting seeds into soil. And just like a particular type of seed is going to bring forth the same kind of plant, so will a particular type of words produce after its kind. Whether you sow right seeds or wrong seeds, the principle of sowing and reaping will produce in your life. One more thing, and it's this is the law of Genesis. This is actually the law of Genesis. You can turn, put up uh, Genesis 8, 21, and 22, and it has not changed, and it will not change because the word is the same yesterday, today, and forever, (laughs) and it will not change. So, God made a promise to creation in Genesis 8. And he said, when the Lord smelled the pleasing order, is that right? Yeah. Okay. A scent of satisfaction to his heart, the Lord said to himself, I will never again curse the ground because of man. And this was after the flood. For the imagination, the strong desire of man's heart is evil and wicked from his youth. And neither will I ever again smite and destroy every living thing as I have done. Next verse. So while, there it is, this is really the law of Genesis. While the earth remains, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease. And remember, I remember when J really was here, I don't know why I just came up. While the earth remains, we have, we'll have climate change. <laughs> we, well it rhymed with it and it was duh. They think they can change. Let's reset the world. <laughs> so, so he said as long as the earth remained, the process of sowing and reaping would never cease. Whether it's words, whether it's what we put in the ground, whatever it is, and sometimes you know you can sow something bad, and if you didn't repent, it, it can catch up with you, and you forget all about it because it might be six months later, could be a year later, and something bad happens. You go Gee. now. Now you're going to say, "Gee, I wonder what I sowed." I don't. <laughs> whatever it was, got out. Of it. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> so, see, so through this parable of the sower, God is telling us how the kingdom of God operates. This is how it operates. And it sets the stage for understanding how God's kingdom works inside of us, too. It works by the sowing of words. So we plant words in the kingdom of God, which... Is in us. The kingdom of God is in you. And with that, I'm going to stop. So, just, just, I mean, watch your words. I think we're in an era. I, God just had me pounded on this in myself too. He, and and I, and you start coming up with all different. Just looking at it, it's so good. Yeah. Good for me too. <laughs> so, is anything happening this week? Just the normal stuff, right? Amos 9 13. Read it there. Oh, okay. Yeah, I like this too. It's coming, church. Uh huh. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that the plowman shall overtake the reaper. As soon as you plant a seed, it's going to come up. Yeah, right. It's going to be, yeah, good or bad. And the treader of grapes, him who sows the seed, and the mountains shall drop sweet wine, and all the hills shall melt, that is everything heretofore, barren and unfruitful, shall overflow with spiritual blessing. Read this one. Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, when I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread or of thirst, of water, but a famine for hearing the words of the Lord. Just think, you're hearing it. And and I tell you what, I believe that's true, because a lot want? of times you don't hear the word in church. No. It's not being preached anymore. And verse 12 says, the people shall, And because of that, the people shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east they shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, inquiring for and requiring it as one requires food, but they shall not find it. Woo. Amen. I tell you, that's powerful. Amen. And so I'm just going to use this, as from Acts 20:32, And now, brethren, we bless and commit you to God. And we deposit you in his charge, entrusting you to his care and his protection. And we commend you to the word of his grace, to the commands and the counsels and promises of his unmerited favor, his grace. And he is able to build you up and give you your righteous inheritance among all God's set-apart ones, and that's you, those consecrated, purified, purified, and transformed of soul, of their mind, will, and emotion, Amen. Amen. Acts, that's Acts 20:32. And we, I mean, this this um, generation of people that we are are going to finish the book of Acts because we are. <laughs> that book is not finished. <laughs> <So> that's exciting. <laughs> Amen. Okay. Well, and you are dismissed.